0: Listener production.
1: Veronica Milsom, thank you for agreeing to this involuntary interrogation.
0: Oh, couldn't be more excited. Trust no
1: one. The level of sedition, anti-authority behaviour and advertiser-unfriendly thought crime has reached record levels, especially amongst Australia's elites.
2: Treason.
1: Luckily, the men and men of The Chaser have been commissioned by Border Force to conduct interrogations and sort out the subversives from the Patriots. Betrayal. In conjunction with ASIO and the Five Eyes Intelligence Sharing Protocols, this is Extreme Vetting with The Chaser. The Chaser. Look, I don't understand kids these days with their climate protests and their environmental consciousness and their sympathy for refugees and everything. Why don't they just want to become heartless government thugs when they grow up like we did?
2: Oh, no, it's confusing, isn't it? But that's why we've brought in Veronica Milsom today. She starred in the hit youth TV show Hungry Beast and now presents the drive show on Triple J, the youth station of the ABC.
1: Oh, those traitors who hate Australia Day. Oh, I'm going to enjoy this one.
2: Are you comfortable?
0: Um, uh, I'm allowed to mention that I'm in a commercial radio studio and that makes me sweaty.
2: Well, it's, uh, it's part of the interrogation techniques. We've, we've brought you to an environment, not that's like a prison cell. That's very old school. Mm. We've brought you to a commercial competitor... To your own station,
0: yeah.
2: Um, in the hope of either signing you <laughs> or really throwing you off your game, oh, see hell. how this goes.
0: I used to work in commercial radio and I've had some pretty traumatizing experiences.
2: Well, then let's start there. Mm.
0: Um, well, I was a producer on one show where they did talk back about whether um, I was a pushover, and the audience got to decide. And I was um, because I was a twenty-one-year-old who was a, just said yes to everything. And so they would uh, send me out on, like, to run errands, which were like, oh, go and uh, pick us up lollies. And then they would make me sort the lollies into colours and stuff. That sounds awful. Yes. That was- Sometimes I would cry on the way home. Um, But It was a good uh, entry. Um, What else was traumatizing? Oh, uh, one time I made friends with a guy who was teaching me how to do radio and we put on a really long song. This is at Smooth FM in Perth. I've worked in like um, a million different radio stations. And uh, he was a really cool guy and I was pretending to be cool. And we went out for a cigarette, even though I don't smoke and never have. And um, we got locked out. Oh, wow. It was disastrous. Yeah, the door locked behind us. Oh, and, and you were on the air. On, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Ooh. What was the song?
0: Um, American Pie, I think, because it was long. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Baker Street, another good one.
0: Mm, okay. Oh, <laughs> so you've, you've had experience.
2: Well, it, I don't smoke, but sometimes you just <laughs> want you to take to a long a, break and not have to talk.
0: Yeah. Do a poo. Oh, my gosh. That's, this is another big, um, really awful experience I had in commercial radio. When I went to... Uh, get interviewed for a job. The guy who was uh, supposed to be interviewing me uh, left me in, in the reception for a really long time. And I was wondering, like, where this guy is. You know, I had an appointment uh, and he came out and he goes, Oh, so Veronica, I've just got to go drop the kids at the pool. Oh. And in my mind, I was like, Oh my gosh. That's what a good day. Where's the pool. Yeah. What, like, this is going to be what if it's 20 minutes there, 20 minutes back, 40 minute round trip? I was like, That's crazy. Uh, Anyway, he I didn't know, but that means you're going to do shit.
2: Ah. Yeah. Commercial radio is is pretty special. (laughs) I mean, you must be so sad, Veronica, that you didn't get those jobs and ended up at the mouldy old ABC instead.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I honestly really do hope to return to commercial radio because it's fun. I love how competitive it is.
2: All these things are on the table. I mean, you're in the commercial radio studio. Yeah. I mean, how does it feel to be from Triple J... And to be in a room that has like televisions on the walls, have you seen televisions before at the Yeah,
0: I actually was have been bamboozled by them quite a bit. Um, the flashing lights and whatnot.
2: Do you, Do you
1: have lights at Triple J?
0: Ah, uh, no, we work in the darkness by candlelight mostly. Mm. Um, the it's- amount of things that go wrong is just, um, but it's expected. Hmm. When at the Arias recently, when Lewis and I uh, were given the wrong envelope, but I don't know if you guys heard about this, we were given the wrong envelope and we announced the wrong winner. Oh, no. We were just like, oh, well, no big deal. Stuff goes wrong for us all the time. And I think we've just been conditioned at Triple J. You H- know?
2: That was actually us. We made that envelope
0: open
2: <laughs> as part of breaking you.
0: I couldn't believe it happened. Like, that never happens that shit. Except year. at the Oscars. Yes, exactly. Like, mm. famously. But um, we announced uh, Paul Kelly and it was Tones and I. And it was one of the big things from the night that everybody well, remembered.
1: Was Paul Kelly in the
2: running for it? Or he was. He was. Right. Okay, right. So
0: they switched to around. I just, just assumed Paul
2: Kelly was like the default for <laughs> yeah. every aria. Unless someone can beat him.
0: That's right. He well, and, it. and I guess Tones and I was the default this year as well. That's probably fair. Mm. Look, let's just
2: lay our cards on the table, Veronica. Yeah, okay. You and uh, and Lewis and your colleagues at Triple J have been um, causing problems for commercial radio, and obviously we at um, Border Force and the AFP work very closely with commercial radio. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the ratings <laughs> on Triple J have been quite good this year. Yes. We need to know why. <laughs> what are you doing right? Because honestly, it's a shock to all of us.
0: Oh Well, I was handed a gift. From the gods, the radio gods. Oh, it was so magical. So this guy turned up to my door, knocked on the door, and I was like, oh, who's this? Like a Mormon's arrived. Um, Sure, I'll take your paper. No, but he said, oh, I'm from the radio ratings people. Um, I'm here to hand you a booklet. You've been randomly selected. And I was like, oh, my gosh. In my mind, I was like, should I tell them? Should I tell them I have a radio show? And I thought, no, I definitely have to. I said, oh, I have a radio show. I probably shouldn't do it. And he said, "No, no, no. That's all. Okay. That's all fine. It's above board." So I got managed to get this radio booklet, and um, couldn't believe it. And I was like, "Do I put it on the internet that I have it?" And I, and I did, but apparently that was not a good idea. I had to take it off the internet. Oh, really? Yeah, because apparently it could influence other people's ratings if they have a booklet. But less than oh, no, the so fact it felt that silly. You
2: but- have a national drive show, so they're not worried about the fact that you broadcast to a huge audience every afternoon. Yeah. But telling people you have a ratings book, that, that might sway people's minds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Isn't that
0: ridiculous? So, and so
1: did you put our show down as what you listen to during Drive? Three and four. Yeah,
0: yeah um, during the times when you do <laughs> your show. Mm. No, yeah. Uh, I put, obviously, the Triple J Drive down mm. and um, that it- was it.
1: So you said you only listened to that.
0: I wanted a spike, right? you know? And no, that the, is true, isn't genuine, it? It's genuine. Listen, listen to myself. Yes. Yeah, I did. Every moment, I, I couldn't imagine. not. <laughs> no. It was <laughs> very hard. Yeah, even if I tried. So uh, hopefully we'll see, yeah, you know, massive. what happens. Yeah. I don't, probably nothing.
2: Did you mention other Triple J shows or did you kind of go Alan Jones just to confuse them?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. I was just straight up and down. I was like, it feels like they will expect me to be... Just lying a bit. Well, I wasn't lying. I was so telling the truth. So you respected the, the process of ex- the ratings. That's exactly right. Yeah. By just uh, filling out that I would listened to my show exclusively. How did you get the gig at Triple J? I got the gig uh, because, well, I had a little bit of radio experience doing stuff in Perth and in Melbourne too. But I worked on a show called Hungry Beast, which was like 19 people randomly selected to make a TV show when they'd never done anything before by Andrew Denton. Yeah, much like the Chaser. Familiar Mm. with him. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I think it was almost like a Chaser reboot, but with some girls as well, which was cool and um, some diversity and stuff. Yeah, good idea, really. Yeah. So, and
1: nineteen. Yes. Yeah. It
0: was um like a, a hideous process, which we all look back fondly on now, but it was very difficult.
2: Well I think Andrew working with the Chaser, the two things he thought he needed to do was um diversity mm. and to be able to dump people. I mean that's a thing that was hard to do when we were already part of the chaser.
0: Yeah. Well we did like as seasons went by, we the the team got dwindled down to who could do the best job, I guess. I didn't make it to the third season. <laughs> nah, I did, but part-time. So, so so it was more like
2: the Hungry
1: Games.
0: Right? Which, oh, Honestly, it could have been a reality TV show behind the scenes because it was so competitive about who'd get what on screen.
2: I've heard some of these stories. I mean, we work with Dinton, who's also in this series of the podcast, by the way, mm. uh, and a lovely man, we now say. But <laughs> not always easy to work with. I mean, my spirit's still crushed.
0: Oh, same. I mean, I remember periods of time when, like he would bring in muffins to a meeting and you'd be like, oh, shit, we're going to absolutely cop it because we've just muffins done a poisoned. horrible job.
1: We used to get nice gifts for all the crew and producers and things. Hmm. But by the end of working with Andrew Dennett I remember the last gift we ever gave him was just a, a DVD of the movie Anger Management.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wow. How yeah. did that go down?
2: It didn't go down well. Well, he was, he was very kind to us. Like, the final gift he gave us was actually a video camera um, so that we can kind of, you know, keep working whatever. But I think it was also going like, you're on your own now. <laughs> this is as good as it's going to get. Little, little handy cam.
0: Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, he he's um, really makes you hold yourself up to a high standard though ultimately so, when you leave. Um, from would
2: you say that we're tougher or less tough than Denton so
0: far? Um, less tough. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. Okay. Damn. Uh, Dom,
2: can I yeah,
1: say let's, yes, 3rd Let's have a word.
0: <laughs> What would
2: Denton do? What would Denton do? That's a great question. Um, uh, he would say, best idea wins. <laughs> rule and then of three.
1: His idea. Tide is right. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. And cut you from the edit. Yes.
2: Okay. Um, we can't really cut all of Veronica out of this podcast, though, this no, particular we can't. episode. That, would, that wouldn't work. That would, that would be terrible. Big props?
1: Uh, okay, let's bring in a big prop. Oh, I've got a novelty oversized taser here. Should we use that on it?
2: Yeah, I've got a, a giant comedy guillotine. Let's okay. bring that in. Okay. Um. Now, Veronica, <laughs> just
1: uh, touch this for a second.
0: Oh, yes, and I will.
1: <laughs> it's a, That's it's a teaser we've
2: had so far. <laughs> the
0: <than>
1: tasering. <laughs> yes. Sir. Here, just feel this. Oh. oh,
2: that worked. Yeah, that worked. We won't need the comedy gear here, but we we may. Should just... we
1: do? not let's put your head through that. Mm, why? Here we go, and
0: oh. Ow, that kind of hurt.
2: Yeah, no, ABC Props made that for it. I'm really <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry.
1: <laughs> it, it, it conforms to oh standards, so sure, sure, sure. it wasn't very sharp. Uh,
0: so,
2: what, so that really was a brutal process because it looked a bit like it given the, the kind of winnowing over time and so on and just because we knew Andrew. Yeah,
0: it was pretty brutal, um, just... Because the show didn't really know what it was, and Andrew didn't know what it was, so we were supposed to be working it out on the fly.
2: It was sort of everything, wasn't oh, it? It
0: was a total muddle. But then you know, you see shows like The Feed now have done something very similar but, mm. um, with an
2: even with a way more obscure station. On SBS two, it was
0: well, maybe that helped. Mm. But, I mean, being on ABC one in primetime on a Wednesday night, I think didn't really work in its favour. A lot of people were really harsh about. Uh, what we could do because we were shit.
2: But there was sort of news and there was comedy and there was characters and there That's right. Was I just had, a hodgepodge, wasn't it?
0: Well, because I auditioned with a character it, like I'm totally out of the blue. I don't even know why I did it, but Andrew was kind of into it, which was this Victoria Dynamite satirical, like almost like an ACA spoof. I mean, I guess I know why he would have liked it. That's pretty much what you guys did on The Chaser. But But not well. Well, and I had a lot of fun with it. And particularly he loved my audition video, which was uh, where I was trying to tackle obesityality, which was people who like to have sex with fat animals.
2: (laughs) That's (laughs) very (laughs) funny.
0: And um, he was really into that. And then I don't think it ever really, like, lived up to his expectations of what it could be. But I did it for the entire first season. um, And Chris Taylor was, like, amazing at helping me write the scripts and Chaz And it didn't come back for the second because I think it was just too weird to have a story about, you know, (laughs) locked-in syndrome or something that goes for seven minutes and then it quickly was cut to me being a fake news reporter about a fake issue. There was too much that was um, asking the audience to take a big leap.
2: Because there were some very earnest, serious journal types on that show, weren't there?
0: That's right, yeah. And who was, like, most people are still working at the ABC – and the, the whole idea of the show was to launch people's careers so that they could keep doing work at the ABC and in the Australian media industry generally. And it really did succeed. Like mm. most people are and have done kind of interesting things. We had a reunion recently, which felt very indulgent, um, but it was fun. <laughs> and there was a lot of like diehard Hungry Beast fans there, which I was like, what? These exist? <laughs> but it, it was really interesting to see, look around at what people were doing now. And even like, you know, Kirk Docker, who did the Vox Pops, which turned into You Can't Ask That, which has done, you know, however many seasons and has been incredibly successful and like could be a format that is sellable for the ABC.
2: If only we could have done Hungry Beast, Charles. Yeah. What a missed opportunity.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez.
1: Before we go any further, mm. I just want to go back to the very beginning. Yes. What is the worst thing you ever did as a kid?
0: Oh, well, the first thing that came to my mind was that I uh, kidnapped my neighbour's dogs. and uh, Dogs, plural. Yeah, two dogs, and uh, dressed them up in uh, Dolly's clothes and didn't give them back for like two days. At what age? Should I fed them or something. Um, I reckon like five or something. What did your parents say? I don't think they knew. I think I hid them in my room.
2: Would you say you had a broader interest in imprisoning living creatures <laughs> and giving them a hard time?
0: I guess so. Because we could work We could
1: work with that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Don, can I see you for a sec? Yeah, sure. Charles. Should we just get her to run Nauru or something? Menace Island.
2: Well, I mean, it's got better facilities than Triple J. I think she'd be great. Yep. All right. Well, let's let's keep that amongst the options. Okay. What, but we need to try and work out how to get to the youth because I think I think the youth yes. are not fans of border force yet. Yes. And the AFP. So yep. let's let's just try and figure out how to turn their tiny minds with the uh, triple J. Okay.
1: The props went really well last time. They did. So yeah. We should take another one in. Dear Veronica, hold this. Giant. Very
2: sharp knife. (laughs) Uh, Did you enjoy that piece of improv? I
0: did. No, you're (laughs) holding
2: it by the blade. Oh,
0: my God. I've just (laughs) hacked myself by accident. It's so slippery.
2: So, look, as I mentioned, Triple J's ratings have been high amongst the youth. And we are starting to feel, and surveys bear this out, that... uh, In fact, Triple J is more popular with young people than Border Force and the AFP.
0: Mm, That's definitely true. I mean, Triple J broadly is um, very attractive to an 18 to 24-year-old audience. Uh, I'm certainly swinging out of the demo um, pretty hard and fast. As as a parent. Pretty cool as a parent to be um, talking about schoolies this year, who people should make out with and whatnot. (laughs) It's why it's why old Ron's on the way out from Triple J, I think. Oh, really? And it is funny, like, when you talk to people outside of um, the Triple J family, you know, the whole community, they're like, what? No, you're so young. You could stay there for ages. And you're like, oh, dude. <laughs> no, I definitely cannot. I don't even know the right words anymore.
2: But Richard Kingsmill's still there.
0: Richard Kingsmill's still there. And, you know, He's like... He's 80, isn't he? <laughs> I mean... You know, I like a lot of people make jokes about it, but I'm not even quite sure how um, far you can go with Kingsmill and jokes about him being old.
2: I remember him being on there when I was genuinely youth. Yeah. So he he definitely is.
0: I mean, he's still youthful at heart, isn't he? He still wears T-shirts and long sleeve tops underneath and stuff like that.
2: So what can we do? I I know Triple J is involved in a lot of music festivals. Maybe a Border Force music festival. Would that work? With ah. very good security in terms we're, of drug testing. We'd have
1: very good fencing.
2: Very okay. good fencing. Yeah. Music or? No, no
1: music.
0: Okay. So but, what do people do? Just um,
1: stand around. And don't take drugs. Yeah. Okay and think about what they've done. <laughs> <laughs> and more importantly, what they haven't done.
0: Yeah. Again, yeah, this very much feels like a, a refugee camp.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a very good idea, yes. Mm. to be well, exactly maybe, like that.
2: Maybe if young people were to come into a, a, a Border Force-run camp, they would understand more about what we're trying to do.
0: Mm. That's true. And then an appreciation for the work that you do, et cetera.
2: Yeah, that, that could work. Maybe, I mean... It, Look, having been to a few splendors and things like that, it does become a bit intolerable after a few days. Like, there's not that different being in the middle of a field with your smelling clothes for a few hours, for, oh, for a few full-on days and everything.
0: And it does get um, disgusting. People, yeah, uh, pit yeah. toilets and everything. Yeah, yeah. pit toilets, um, vomiting, um, yeah, people o- over-exhaustion, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of similarities, actually. now you mentioned it. Do you think kids
2: would come to a festival, uh, say, on Nauru if, uh, if Triple J was promoting it?
1: Could be like fire festival, like an <laughs> island paradise.
0: That's right. Without any water. Oh my gosh! Yes, if it's marketed the right way and with you know Victoria's Secret models, yes, a hundred percent. You guys should get onto that.
2: What would you call it? Several night stand.
0: Or mm. well, Christmas Island, because it sounds so festive.
2: Yes. You know,
0: it sounds like a bit of fun.
2: Do they know it's Christmas Island? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. This, is, this sounds it well Christmas because. Um, it's beginning to sound a lot like Christmas Island, maybe. That sounds like a music festival.
1: I like that idea. Now, the the other message that we at the government want to get across to the thing, and this, this comes from the communications department, is we want the kids to get on board with the idea that internet should be slow Mm -hmm. because, you know, instead of fixing the ambient, Mm. we were thinking maybe we just sort of make it hip to have really slow internet. Oh,
2: like like vinyl records and stuff. Yeah, exactly.
0: That could work.
1: Sort of retro sort of dial-up feel to the
0: 2020s. Oh, yes. Mm. I like that. But also you could multitask with like multiple different devices open like people do, like Mm. multi-screen, but then just have things you're constantly looking
1: for. You're loading. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a whole lot of loading screens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eventually one, you know, Loads the page. And I
0: love you can, that. Yeah, I think it is retro, and people could get behind that.
1: Okay.
2: Mm. Good.
0: Too fast. No one's into that.
2: Yes, exactly. I think so. Slow down. It's about living your best yes, life. It's like slow food, but it's <laughs> it's the internet. Slow yeah. internet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's. I feel like um people could almost get behind that who are travelling here. It could be a novelty of travelling.
2: Yes, like going and visiting a primitive community and mm. just looking at their ways and how different they are.
0: Yes. Perfect that
2: could be very very good so look you mentioned you might be eventually leaving triple J uh, given the the whole uh, aging issue that that happens also
0: of... pregnant I'm pregnant mm. oh right
1: well actually I, and yeah. I wanted to mention that which is don't you think that that exposes you to issues of bias because you know you're a sort of you're a working woman with with mm. a child you've already got one child mm. you can have two children clearly you will have opinions about work-life balance that that don't actually line up with the 1950s values of the Australian (laughs) government.
0: (laughs) I guess, yeah, I'm uh, and family first. I mean, I I guess I didn't use contraception. That's something.
2: Yeah, that's good. That's Um, good. You're not a quiet Australian, if I may say so.
0: Yeah. I I, I think that... um, it does show some level of bias, um, mm. but I, I guess I just couldn't help it.
1: <laughs> could you be? Could you be more pro man? Less, you know, pro women. Uh, like unfortunately,
0: it? I'm having a girl too. I found uh, that out. Yeah, so I'm helps. not even adding to um, more men. But uh, I, I, I guess I'm pro man in that um, a, a man has come inside me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, I think the best way to resolve this actually, Veronica and I know you're you're expecting, but would you like to come to the roof of this commercial
0: radio station and have a cigarette? <laughs> and then we get locked out. More you. <laughs> 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 sure. Actually, there's cool rooftop parties here, yeah. isn't there?
2: Yeah, cool rooftop. The world yeah. famous rooftop parties. Is Pink
0: up there? Is she just constantly up there? Kick's up there.
1: Pink. Was, well, yeah, because we told her to, to go and have a cigarette up there. Yes, so you we've gotta, go down. Yeah.
2: That's where she's been. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll head up there now, shall Yeah, I? just go this way. Okay, okay. just come this way. hmm This way? Yeah. Uh-huh. We won't, Thanks, guys.
2: We definitely won't shut this door behind you. <laughs> Extreme Vetting with The Chaser was written and presented by Dom Knight, Charles Firth and Andrew Hanson. Produced by Alex Mitchell and audio production by Darcy Thompson. For all episodes, search Extreme Vetting Podcast.
1: Listener